This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here, and welcome to the podcast for alpaca people. That's you. Great to have you here. Thanks for coming and staying. So I've been thinking about moving forward and what that means. There are two things we need to really, lots of things, I know. Okay, a couple of things that I thought of that we need for moving forward. So one is more traction and the second is less friction. (laughs) Related, but different. So... In the context of moving forward with being familiar with our animals, handling our animals, getting to the place where we are confident and fulfilled in keeping alpacas, what does that look like in terms of traction? How do we get traction to move forward? Well, we need to know what we're doing, uh, at least enough to get started. And we also need to reduce the amount of friction Friction gets expressed in lots of different ways. Some of this is in the way we interact with the animals, and some of it is having the right tools available, so in the right space, the right way to move animals in terms of gates, fences, catch pen. Oh, my favourites. Catch pen and a handling helper. Things that we can do to make our life easier. I just want to share an update on the valley and what's been happening with the girls. Um, and then I'll pick this subject up again at, at the end about traction and friction. Here we go. So heading down to feed the girls this morning. And yeah, it's pretty still. There's hardly any any wind. Most of them are in the stable or over by the hay feeder outside. Um, Yeah, it was a funny day yesterday. They decided that uh, something was spooking them. I don't know what it was. There was a number of things going on. We had a visitor. We had a ram. (laughs) A ram? We had a ram come in somehow over the weekend. And at the moment... We keep moving him around, but haven't worked out. He's kind of drawing back to where he came from, but we haven't worked out where he came in or how we can get him back through where he came in. He's got these big horns that kind of twist and, and then face forward. And it's, it's really quite interesting because you feel a little bit intimidated, <clears throat> which I guess is what they're there for. And, uh, oh, that tree, that, tree stump that was on the bank over there has just started moving. It's a heron. I was thinking there probably would. I didn't remember there being a tree stump there, but there we go. So the, the heron is stalking around, as they do. You know, I'm sorry, that's my little pun. Um, yeah, so they, <clears throat> the ram was in and decided to come down. The, the girls have been down the green path towards where this ram was. And uh, they got a bit spooked by him, I think. <laughs> i quite, quite sure. So later in the afternoon when I went to feed them, there was some alarm cries, there was stuff going on. I'm not quite sure what was, what was happening. I tried to see what was spooking them, but couldn't see anything. 
and uh, Sue then told me later that it was in fact the ram that had been around and she'd repositioned it back up the top end of the valley where it was supposed to be. So it was windy and they were doing various, uh, they'd been in the brambles again. So one of the little ones had this big piece of dry, crispy bramble wrapped into fleecing around and it was a bit of a challenge. So I kind of cornered them slightly up near the corral fence and then somebody behind me because a number of them I was taking some food up and interrupted my my journey and somebody who was behind me then started getting upset and started spitting at me so I had, had this alpaca behind me obviously unhappy and spitting <laughs> so I had to change my shirt so uh, and my elbow got, got, got covered as well but there we are so I managed to get the bramble off, which I, and then I turned around to work out who it was, and it was little Dit. It was Hanuth, who is... I've never known her quite as protective as that for, for one of the little ones that she's not related to, but that was interesting. Um, she's obviously feeling a little bit better. She was a bit off a couple of days ago, but she's... Yeah, so anyway, so, so that was a surprise. I moved slightly further taking the food out and stuff and Millie decided that she wasn't very happy with me either and she decided she was going to spit what is going on and then and then one of the other and then Megan and, and I think oh, what have I done to upset you girls I put the food out and they were quite a number of them sat down and were not eating the food I'm like, what's that about is there something in the food that I'm not picking up on is it tainted or no it all seemed to be some of them were eating <laughs> they don't care they just focused on their food so the others were then moving around that's the the geese in the background oh they're coming up the, the <laughs> coming up the slope here uh back to the towards the stable now that was my my next part of the story so in the midst of all of this the the geese were around the geese have kind of cottoned on to the fact that there are food crumbs left from when the alpacas feeding so so they're hanging around we've got a, a pair one that's on the nest what's she done She's turned around. She's turned and tucked her head in, that's why. There's this shape that's where the nest should be, and I'm not quite rec recognising it. No, she's, she's on there, so... Um, and there's some loose feathers and stuff floating on the water nearby. I think she's been, been lining the nest a bit. The other day, I discovered... We walked past uh, where the nest is. The, the, she's not been sitting on it at all prior to this, or hardly ever. And they didn't see it, it just looked like a scrappy bit of nest. It didn't look like it was figures. But so I just reached down and and as I touched the, the top of it, which was all kind of rough bits of moss and stuff, I, I felt something solid underneath and it felt warm. I was amazed. So she's obviously been secreting <laughs> eggs in there and uh, and then covering them up with moss to keep them warm without having to sit on them. I, and I'm just wondering about this whole process of how do you get the eggs to hatch at the same time? Uh, there's a lot more complexity in there, I know. And you do get little noises between the, the chicks and they kind of synchronise. But I think in the early stages, you, you want to kind of slow down the early ones and then let them... So I think there's this gradual thing of this is why she's not been sitting on them, maybe. <laughs> my conjecture, my, my hypothesis is that she's not been sitting on the nest as much because she's laying eggs over a period of time and she's trying to get them to synchronize. So that's that's what's going on. So the other one, so they're now keeping, they're on the nest, near the nest, around the nest, on the water, 
near the nest, not very near the nest. So that pair have been kind of pushing the others that are around just that little bit further away. So we've got this, this other noisy pair you can hear in the background. Oh, they're trying to come up and come through the fence, but there's a fence there. Um, I think they're being pushed by one of the other ones. Do I need to intervene? I, I never, <laughs> never know what to do. I don't think I'm helping by getting in the mix of this, so I'm not going to. So they, uh, they've been around and yesterday. They waited until I went, but then they were feeling around the edges of the troughs and the little crumbs and things that the alpacas had dropped. And uh, the alpacas were giving them a little bit of a wide berth, but essentially were happy enough for them to be in the middle of where they're feeding. So we've got robins and uh, what's that down there? That's a, I guess a chaffinch down there. Far in there. Oh, oh, that was interesting. Oh, you, you sweetie. So one of the male robins, I'm assuming it's a male robin, has just been off, found some food and brought it back and fed his wife. So there's a pair of them, I saw them the other day. Um, at this time of year, robins will not be close to each other uh, because they're much more territorial. Uh, but these two are really physically close. They're obviously, they're going to be nesting somewhere. That's interesting. I wonder where they're going to be. Keep an eye on that. So they're around each other and, and kind of the, the male seems to be feeding the female every now and again, which is interesting. That's just a pigeon leaving. So yesterday we had four pairs of geese around. What's all that about? Um, but there's this one pair that seemed to have the nest who are pushing the others slightly further away from the nest, from the water, and they're actually holding them a lot further away. So at the moment, there was some on the finger yesterday, but I don't know, oh, there's nothing down there that looks like a, even a half decent nest for them to lay any eggs in. Um, oh, what was that? Megan getting upset with one of the youngsters who's the other side of the fence and Megan's trying to warn them off to go away and the little one's being very submissive tail up so watch for that submissive behaviour with the tail up and the head down um, that isn't Megan's position <laughs> she doesn't ever I don't think I've ever seen her for a long time take that position so just going to head down and do some Checking of troughs for water. I don't think we had any rain in the night. Oh, I see. There's the other voice. There's the third one. Oh, you, you've pushed them up. <laughs> you cheeky thing. It's the male of the, the one who's nesting. And he's pushed the, this pair up onto a, to a bank into a corner behind a gate. <laughs> well, it's very effective. Limit, limiting where your competitors can go. There's no water in the troughs. Oh, little one. Oh, hello, Millie. Oh, yeah, excuse me. Don't spit at me. Why is she still upset with me, I think? I looked at her, that was the problem. So we've got a number of them here sat with their... Uh, there's a bowl with a bit of uh, alpha eye, chopped alfalfa in, in a bowl, and uh, <clears throat> they're still working their way through that. That was from yesterday. And while they're waiting for me to bring the food, they might as well eat it. So I'm just going to release these, this pair. Yes, I know. You've got a lovely trumpet. Yeah, go on then. 
You guys all right over there? I don't think you can get out that way. Can you get out that way? Oh, clunk. You're going to get stuck, aren't you? Sweet one, you're going to get stuck there. Oh, goodness me. It's more and more complicated. So this pair has been in the field. So we had some rain. Uh, which is really good for the grass, but it's doing nothing for the lake, which is going down and down and down again. So it feels, feels quite early. Oh, they've worked out how to escape from this corner. Oh, they're so happy with each other when they, when they achieve something together. Oh, now they're heading off into the field. Quick, quick, quick. Come on, come on, come on. Come on. He's coming, he's coming. Let's get out of the way. They are funny the way they walk. They kind of um, toe in, and they've got these big feet, and they kind of kind of waddle anyway. But they they roll roll as they walk, and they put the the, the feet kind of come around. I'm sure when they're swimming with their, you know with the feet underwater, that it actually works really well, and it's a very efficient way of driving, um, getting a lot of power driving their feet through the water. But it's, it looks odd when they're on land. It's not their native position, but they spend a lot of time grazing. Good morning. Good morning, girls. How are you? Yeah? What? What do you think? What do you think? My rig. Yeah. So we'll. I'll make some noise. So I'm going to turn the recorder off, and we'll uh, catch up again a bit later. So, quick update from this morning. In fact, <laughs> uh, and we've been able to get the ram out. We were able to meet up with the owner down the far end of the valley. Uh, we lost the ram for a while. <laughs> we found him again. We made a hole in the fence, fed him back through. Uh, he likes he likes the nuts <laughs> that the the farmer feeds him. So, so he's back on the right side, and the and the fence is stitched up again. Um, what else do we have to report? Oh, the uh, the female sat on her nest. The female goose is, is back on the nest, and it's been on and off all <laughs> all day really, but she's now currently sitting, uh, which which is good. And we've also. Oh, excitement, seeing the first swallow. I heard something this afternoon when I was feeding the alpacas and thought, oh, that sounds to me, that sounds to me like a swallow. I chirped back, but nothing happened. I couldn't see it, couldn't hear. And then uh, this evening, I had to go down. We had a food delivery, so I had to reposition all the food. Um, so that was good. And uh, there was the swallow sort of flying around and chirping away. So that's really exciting. So the swallows are back. We've got the cuckoos in the background. We've got the geese sitting on the nest. We've got, uh, I think it must be spring. Do you think? I think it must be. Uh, the girls are a lot more settled. So what happened with all of that stuff yesterday? Mm. They got flighty. It was very windy. Uh, we had the ram incident and they were twitched by that. And they just got a little bit on edge. So this whole thing of friction, there was difficult things that they were having to cope with. And then they were a bit on edge. 
So I then came into that situation and added to the problem uh, by moving them or getting in the way or walking <laughs> near them, all that kind of stuff. And they reacted. So it wasn't really about me. It was more about them. But I needed to pick up on I could pick up there was something going on. But I needed to pick up on that and reduce the friction. So that's the plan, to reduce the friction. And that's that's an important lesson to learn and to to be able to pick up on those things so you recognize what's happening and then don't make it worse. That's the first step. The second step is then to reduce the temperature where you can. So having the food troughs spread out, having the food nicely distributed so that they're not having to compete just keeps the temperature down, avoids friction, which is really good. So that's really helpful to know that that's uh, something we can do and get involved in in making things certainly better by not making them worse. <laughs> so there we go. So the other thing is then the question of increasing traction. A lot of that is repetition. Small steps repeated often. So the feeding in the same place, the moving them places in the same way, just for them to understand and to pick up on the signal. So that's that's getting more traction in terms of your relationship with your alpacas and being able to build on that and move forward and increase the possibility and the complexity of the things that you can do. So increased traction, repetition and practice and being careful with the small steps and reducing friction by being observant and then removing where you can those bits of irritation and complication and stress, both for you and for the alpacas. Uh, yeah, interesting. And it seems to be, I, I've got a, a theme going in life generally at the moment, I think, on traction and friction. So, yeah. Hopefully that was helpful. Anyway, uh, nice to hear that spring is here. Could hear all the birds singing away and hope that's been nice for you. And we'll be back again next week. In the meantime, don't forget, there is the Camelid Dynamics session. Link will be in the episode notes. That's the 7th and 8th of May, two-day conference, online virtual conference uh, with Marty McGee Bennett and lots of amazing guests do go check out, see what you're going to miss if you don't manage to get to it. And we'll see you again soon. Hope you can go spend some time with an alpaca and breathe. Bye for now. This is the Alpaca Tribe, and I'm Steve Hetherington. Have a great day.